and welcome to the GemCast. I am this week's temporary host, Kay Tempest Bradford, science fiction writer extraordinaire and also giant riot fan. And I am joined this week by Aline <laughs> Sims, who is the host of the Less Than or Equal podcast. This week, we're going to take on part two of The Stinger's Hit Town. In this episode, Jem is entranced by Riot, even though he can't take consent issues seriously. <laughs> However, she still puts him off a little bit and insists that he consider Jerrica's offer. Meanwhile, poor Pizzazz is completely in love with Riot and doesn't know what to do with herself. The other stingers are terrible sociopathic monsters the other misfits see this and can't deal with it. And the Starlight Girls annoy everyone. It's going to be a great episode. Who will Jem choose? Who will Riot sign with? Find out in this action-packed episode. Showtime, Synergy. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. All right, so we open this episode... Right where we left off with the end of the last episode with Riot kissing Jem and Jem going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and okay, whatever, Jem. But but she finally does push him away and she just says, I, I can't do this. I can't. And Riot, of course, is like, no, you have to. And Jem is like, oh, I can't. Uh. <laughs> that happens a lot this episode. It That's, does. It's a recurring theme. It is. But this at this point, Jer uh, Jerica, Jem is like, no, I, we've got to go. And she runs back to the car. She's like, besides, we were going to discuss business. We didn't discuss business. Like Riot ever asked her about any kind of business. Come on. <laughs> and and so Riot, I guess it depends upon how you define business. Well, too. that's true. Like, Riot had some business in mind. He did. It just wasn't what Jim was thinking. Mm -mm. No, it was not. Yeah. So, but but Riot promises to consider carefully Jerrica's offer um, as he is opening the door for her to to get back into the rock and roadster. And so here's the interesting thing: like Jem's all like, "No, no, I can't," and business and whatever, right? And mm -hmm. then they cut to them driving away from the wind harp, <laughs> mm -hmm. and Riot's kissing her hand and saying, "Jem." May I see you again? And she's like, oh, how can I resist? What? Pretty easily. I mean, <laughs> what? She just said she can't. I, she, this woman, <laughs> she flip-flops more than the footwear of the same name. <laughs> that is true. What's and it going to be, Jim? I am so baffled by by Riot's appeal? Like, I don't know. I've met some pretty charismatic people in my life, and I don't know that I would count him as one of them. I, I just... I, I, I don't understand the appeal. Can you explain the appeal to me? Because I just don't... Well, he just does have it. a lot of hair. He has a lot. He, and he's presumably very pretty. Mm-hmm. And, and that chest is hanging out. There's a lot of chest. And I don't know. I suppose there is something about a dude who has a lot of confidence because, I mean, obviously, dudes in our culture probably have more confidence than they really need to have. And they certainly have more confidence in general 
given to them by our culture than women do. But Raya has a lot of confidence. And so that I can see how that can be appealing. But at the same time, Jem has a boyfriend. She, Jerrica has a boyfriend. Everybody has a boyfriend. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, I don't know what it is about her that she feels that she just can't be like, no. I mean, because she says no, but then she says yes. And so I'm like, what? Mm? Well, sh- so psychoanalyze Jem slash Jerrica here. She doesn't say no a whole lot. I'm trying to that think. That is true. Of, I mean, for small things, yes, but... I have yet to see, and and maybe I'm just not remembering a situation in which it happened, but I, I just can't think of a time where there's been something important where she has said no and stuck to it. Yeah. I mean, the only time I could think of when it comes to a guy is that dude who was supposed to be her co-star in that first movie she was in. <laughs> and even then... It just, it took her a really long time to really put her foot down about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Jem is a people pleaser. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jem. Oh, Jem. Say no. You're allowed to say no. You are. Because. You're encouraged. She needs to take a lesson from Rio because in the next scene, Rio and Minx are visiting their sixth club of the night because Minx has convinced Rio that she knows how Riot's mind works and she can find Riot and Gem. But Rio's like, you know what? No, this is the sixth club. I think you're just dragging me around. I'm, I, I'm done. And Minx is like, but Rio, and I can't even, I'm not even gonna pretend Alec isn't here. I can't do these accents, but she just, Minx is, is interesting because she's also a very confident person seemingly, right? Like she's trying mm-hmm. to to mimic the confidence of Riot. And she she presses herself all up against Rio and she's like, "Why do you worry about Jem when you can have me?" And he's like, "Uh," and she's like, "Many men find me to be beautiful." And right and Rio to his credit, he's like, "You are beautiful, but that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is I'm looking for my girlfriend." And mm-hmm. when, but when he says you are beautiful, she's like, oh, Rio. And she like kisses him and all this stuff. And, you know, Minx also consent, consent. Mm-hmm. And it works it, always, always, always men, men women, any gender mm-hmm. consent. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rio pushes her away and he's like, no, lay off me. And, and then, and then Minx is like, you will never get Jem back from Riot. He's too perfect. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's really weird. Their relationship, as we commented last week, this relationship but Minx and Riot is very odd. It is a yeah. very odd relationship. Because, like, if he's so perfect, why aren't you? Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I do. I do have to say, I do have to give Rio credit where it's due. And it doesn't happen very often. So I do have to say, like, he had a really pretty lady kind of all up in his space. And um, he was, like, not, he was brusque, but not rude, if that makes sense. And, like, 
I don't know, like stuck to his guns in a way that Jim doesn't seem to be, Jim slash Jerrica doesn't seem to be able to do. So I want to give Rio props for not being a jerk face, but still being true to himself. Like that's a nice thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also this is kind of an interesting callback to the very beginning of the series when Jim was the one who was pressing herself all up on Jerrica's boyfriend. And at at first, Rio was like, no, I have a girlfriend. Please stop. And Jem, with her terrible like split personality consent issues, didn't. And, and at first, Rio was trying to be the good guy. He really was. So this is an interesting callback to that moment as well. Yeah. Anyway, Minx gets upset because Rio won't be with her. And so she gets in a cab and she leaves. And then Rio leaves. And everybody leaves. Back at the Gabor estate, Pizzazz is super stressed about where Riot could be. Riot went off with Jem. This is terrible. The other misfits are like, whatever. But of course, Rapture, who went back home with them, is being Rapture. Mm. And she says that she can help Pizzazz lure Riot, but that she has to do everything she tells her to do. And <laughs> Pizzazz, what's happening, girl? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Riot. I'm having some problems with, with our new characters and their desire to make people, like to play, I don't know, to play pranks, but they're more than pranks because is it really healthy to eat raw liver? Right. I, I, I just, mm. you know, and, and even before we get to that, we already see like how Riot's effect on everybody is not okay. You know, because right. like Riot's effect on Pizzazz is not okay because... You know, you know, even when Rapture first just like, oh, just do everything I say, the other misfits are like, hold up. No, no, no. And Stormer, poor Stormer, is like, you're going to listen to her? Pizzazz right. shoves her. She shoves her into Roxy and Jetta, and she's like, you shut up. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, this is so terrible. Like, I, I feel really bad for everybody at this point. So, okay, episode one. It seems like Riot is like the bee's knees, like in the club, everybody's like rushing the stage. They're, you know, like the invisible panties, like that whole thing. And then when he gets to the Gabor estate, Phyllis Pizzazz is the only one who is, I don't know, enamored of this guy. Is everybody automatically in love with this guy? Are only some people? Does he have to sing for them? What is, what is, does he give them a potion? Is it, I don't know. Like, what, I don't understand. I'm trying to understand. I guess I'm just still trying to understand what his appeal is. Right. And, and I don't know if it has something to do with the fact that the, the misfits saw Pizzazz lose her mind before they really got a chance to look at Riot, you know? And Pizzazz mm. was just like, look at this hunk of man. But yeah, it doesn't explain why this hunk of man is different from any other hunk of man where she has, you know, been able to hold her own even as they're, you know, brushing her off. I mean, I, I know, of course, on Stormer's behalf, it's just because she doesn't like men, as we all know. <laughs> so that's why Stormer's Only like, Only no. has eyes for Kimber. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you have to wonder because... I think that we have only ever seen Pizzazz go after men. Maybe Roxy once, but you get the feeling that Roxy and Jetta are having a lot of hate sex. <laughs> just, 
You know, just the way that they deal with each other. And of course, Stormer and Kimber are sneaking off, you know, whenever they get the chance. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But for whatever reason, Pizzazz is the only one amongst them who just completely loses it. And so okay. she's yeah. she's shoving poor Stormer. She's yelling at them to shut up. And then, yeah, like Rapture puts together this ridiculous, you know, concoction in the blender with raw liver, raw egg, sugar, ketchup. Like, ugh, it's just disgusting. It's really gross. Yeah. And and then she's like, here's this and a secret love potion from my and I'm not going to use this word, but mm, yeah. from my Roma grandmother. And I'm like, whatever. And it, but of course, it's just salt. And then she forces Pizzazz to drink it. And then, of course, Pizzazz goes and throws up. And the other misfits are like, what is this? So let's just take another moment to talk about cultural appropriation. Buffy the Vampire Slayer has the same problem. And Angel is like a Roma curse or Roma magic. This is not an okay thing to do. People need to stop doing it. I'm going to make a, a, a blanket statement. like, And I understand this was the 80s. We are more like it's 30 years later. We know more now. But I still see this happening. So do not, yes, the the Roma do not invoke their culture and magic. It's not an okay thing to do. I just want to lay that out. I'm I'm down with that. I agree. Because yeah. <laughs> but but what I the only thing that I find interesting about that is that once again it sort of fits in with Rapture's charlatan bit mm-hmm. because you know first she's like talking about energy crystals and chanting ohm which is more cultural appropriation then she's talking about the roma grandmother whatever later on she'll appropriate some other cultures i mean basically like this is what rapture does she appropriates cultures alleged you know spiritual or magical traditions uh for personal gain and or tomfoolery yeah she definitely has an obsession <laughs> with mysticism and uh trying invoking mysticism i guess is the way i'll put it um to trick people yeah yeah charlatanism was a really good way to put it yeah so pizzazz gets sick and stormer's like poor pizzazz she's sick and then we get a song called love sick what did you think of the song and this video so just prior to the song and video um we see the the outfits that Pizzazz is, uh, or the outfit that is inflicted upon Pizzazz, makes her look like Nanny from Muppet Babies. And that is true, yes. She has it on. So I kind of liked the video. I liked the song. I liked the video because it, it, it invokes a lot of literary uh, characters. You know, we've got like the Bride of Frankenstein and. And so that I thought that was kind of neat, but I'm like, pizzazz in real life, not a music video, looks like she belongs in Muppet Babies right now. What is going on? Mm-hmm. And, and Rapture told her that the outfit would make her look pure and innocent, and that would attract Riot, which I'm just like, which is gross. That's so gross. I don't. It's even, really gross. I don't even know what to say that. But yeah, like we get um, Dorothy in Wizard of Oz. Um, I think Raggedy Ann maybe is what she's dressed up as at one point. What I found interesting about this video is that it actually really reminded me of a gem video and a gem song, just like the way of it, because I don't think we've ever heard the Misfits sing about love before, ever. Oh. Oh, that's a really interesting point. 
I'm yeah. trying to think. Most of it's about revenge or coming out on top. Right. Huh. So I was like listening to this and going, you know, if it wasn't Pizzazz's voice, I could pretend that this was a gem song just because it's about being in love and being like hopelessly in love in a in a dangerous and unhealthy way. And I think I feel like the dangerous and unhealthy way part is the thing that makes it a misfit song more than anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, because because she really it's it's interesting because this song is actually more self-reflective and knowledgeable about what's happening than Pizzazz actually is in the episode. Like even though she's the one singing it and she and she's the one acting out what's going on in the video, her video self seems to be more cognizant that this is all messed up than Pizzazz actually is. Maybe the music videos are really the lead singer's subconscious. That works, actually, yeah. That might explain a lot. <laughs> a lot of weirdness in uh, right. in music videos. In this, well, music videos in general, but yeah. Yeah, that's really... Hmm. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a well, mess. Well, the Misfits cannot deal with this. They Their fearless leader has just gone over the rails and they can't deal with it so they leave and as they're leaving a really pissed off minx is coming in and minx catches rapture in the act of putting mystic war paint or mystic paint <laughs> mystic symbols on pizzazz's face and she's just putting ridiculous things there and because minx knows rapture she recognizes very quickly what's going on right. that rapture is being a sociopath again and is just messing with pizzazz for her own amusement. Right. And because Mings is also a sociopath, she immediately joins in. And together, they're like, oh, Riot's going to love this. And I'm like, you people are terrible. I think that's the hallmark of, of the Stingers, is they're all sociopaths. Because that's... Right. I, that, they, they're just we'll doing get it. into it. Right. They're just doing it to amuse themselves. Like that's right. all they're doing. And they're they're selfish and they act for their own interest only. They don't care about anything else. Oh my gosh, I think that's what's been disturbing me the whole time we've been watching these two episodes is that like I've just been watching a whole bunch of messed up people <laughs> doing mean things to other people. I don't mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she like winks, mm -hmm. like, hey, hey we, we're going to do this, and everyone's along for the party. Right, and it doesn't even, she doesn't even have to do more than wink and like just right. really say what she's doing, and Minx is like, oh yeah, I know what's going on, and she's like, woohoo, let's go, Ugh, these people. And of course then, now that they've made Pizzazz look ridiculous with her clothes and her makeup, they're going to make her look more ridiculous, they're like, all right, now cross your legs, and cross your arms, and cross your fingers, and cross your eyes, and close them, and I'm like, oh God. And chant, Riot will love me. And she does. And then who walks in the door? Riot. And this is how we know that Riot is also just not okay. Mm -hmm. Because he walks in and he sees this. And his first reaction is, of course, horror. Because <laughs> Pizzazz right. looks ridiculous. But then both Minx and Rapture pantomime to him what's going down. And he immediately is like, oh, y'all are being yep. sociopaths again. Well, I'll just join right in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, riot. 
Mm-hmm. What? No. And then tells Pizzazz what an allure she has. and right. Strangely just, alluring. Yeah. There's something about her and, and they'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, we got to talk. We got to go. Okay, bye. And they leave her. And she's like, oh, there are not many times I feel sorry for Pizzazz. I feel sorry for her when she has to deal with her father. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. And now I feel sorry for her because she's dealing with Riot, who is terrible. Basically, every man in her life is an untrustworthy jerk. It's really true. It's very, it is very sad. Meanwhile, back at Starlight House, Ugh. Rio has arrived and he's like, ah, I don't know where they are. And the other holograms are like, ah, whatever. And <laughs> even Shane is like, chill out, because he's about to call police. And I'm like, what are you going to say? My girlfriend drove off in a car with someone under her own free will. Mm-hmm. And now she's not home. And I didn't like it. And I didn't like it. Do something about it, officer. The officers won't even get involved when orphans are missing. Why do you think they're going to care about you and your girlfriend? Yep. Yeah. Oh, Rio. It's, it's, it, this town's police force is not, it leaves something to be desired. Yeah. And, and even though Shayna tells him not to stress, he goes stress. Mm. But then Jem just saunters on in. She's like, oh, hello, everyone. Isn't it a lovely night? And I'm like, when did you become this insufferable? Hold up. Yeah, so she went from really distressed to it's a really lovely night. That was odd. It was. She acted like she didn't know that there were going to be people somewhere worried about her. And, right. You know, as much as she has the right to drive off with any blonde-haired, bare-chested dude that she wants... I mean, it's, it's, like this is this is Jerrica we're talking about. Jerrica, who's like, Kimber, where were you when she knew who Kimber left with and why? But she's just like, what? People were waiting up for me. I don't know why. You can't see the face I'm making right now, but I'm making such a face. <laughs> so it's okay. Jim is an adult, as you said. Like Jim is, is an adult. She went in the car of her own free will, but then she had kind of this disturbing thing. The things that she was saying were being ignored by the person she was with. I don't know. Like, it it felt like we left in kind of a disturbed place. And then she waltzes into the Starlight Mansion and everything is rosy. And, And she's completely shocked that the people who love her and care about her were kind of concerned because this guy is an unknown quantity. And while she did go out of her own free will, uh, she didn't really communicate much with anybody. I didn't, it, she, once again, Jim is terrible and not self-aware. Yeah. And, and then she gets into this argument with Rio. And this argument, I feel like, is really important because it's not about what just happened on this night, even though what just happened on this night is terrible. It seems to be about their entire relationship. So what happens is, you know, she waltzes in and whatever. And then Rio says, I was worried senseless about you. And Jem says, I don't see why I can take care of myself, which, as we've already talked about, is a messed up. But moving on, Rio says, well, I don't like it. And I don't like Riot. And I don't like what he's done to you. And then Jem responds in this really weird way. She's like, at least he accepts me for what I am. He likes my mystery. What is she even talking about? Like, literally... This is not even the argument that they're having right now, but she just brought this up. Well, I guess she kind of argues like I do. 
She's like, I'm going to bring up some old stuff that we talked about months ago in this argument about riot. (laughs) It's like I get flustered and my brain is a cyclone. And so like tangential things seem related to me. And it's not until I say them that I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, I guess that doesn't really have anything to do with the conversation at hand. But by then you've already said it. And so you have to stick with that until you your brain, the whirlwind that is your brain comes up with the next tangent. Yeah, I guess so. So, <laughs> so that is a thing I do. But I don't know. Jim is weird. J- Jer- Jim Jericho is weird. Yeah. We I, need a celebrity couple name for her. We do. It's it's almost as if like this fight is not about tonight, but it's a fight about their entire relationship. And why are they having it right now? Because literally hours ago, she was kissing this dude and saying how she couldn't have done anything without him. Mm-hmm. Somebody has some lingering resentment that they haven't dealt with. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she's just like, well, whatever. It doesn't matter because I was just talking to him about business. And it's not as if he's moving in next door. And then the doorbell rings. Who could it be? Someone not moving in next door. No, he's not moving in next door because he's moving into the mansion. It's Riot and Minx and Rapture. I will say I did not see that coming. Oh, really? You know, I figured that there would be a plot about, you know, quote unquote, getting gem or whatever, but I, I didn't see it. And I should have, but I didn't see it turning into them showing up at Starlight Mansion like that. Riot doesn't waste time. He does uh, not waste time. With complicated plots. He's just like, my plot is I'm going to go move in <laughs> so I can be near this woman. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's Riot at the door. And he's like, hey, so Jerrica said we could stay here. And even though it's 2 a.m., we decided to go ahead and just show up with our baggage because Jerrica mm-hmm. said we could stay here. And Rio's upset. The holograms are upset. But Jem, she's just thrilled. She's thrilled that they're there. She's like, oh, it's Riot. What is wrong with this woman? I think she's immature and that she doesn't think things through. Yeah. And, oh, she's being super immature in the scene, too, because... You know, Minx, of course, is just all like, oh, Rio, it's so good to see you again. You took me out clubbing. It was wonderful. My sisters. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, of course, Jim is like, oh, you took her out to clubs? Uh, like, she's acting as if what Rio taking Minx out to clubs or whatever is on the equivalent of whatever she's doing with Riot, which is letting him paw over her. Right. And she's like, oh, well, then. I'm like, oh, my God. And are you move 12? in. And move in. She's she's 12. Like, she's still that girl using Eric Raymond to make Rio jealous. She's mm-hmm. still that girl, even though totally. she apologized for it. But now we know she didn't mean it. Because here she is letting other men paw over her and making Rio mad again. Mm-hmm. And so Rio's like, well, I guess I'm not wanted or needed here. And he leaves. And Jem goes to show Riot and the others to their rooms. And Aja, who has been the only smart person in this episode so far, is like, those things are about to be some trouble. Mm-hmm. Aja tells no lies. No, she definitely does not. It's super interesting. I'm really mad that this show has made me feel sorry for Rio. <laughs> There's also that. There is also that. I mean, we we had a steady stream of Rio is the worst on this podcast for days and days. Okay. We have laid out all the reasons why Rio is not okay. Yep, we have. And this episode comes along, you're like, oh, Rio. Oh. Yep. Why is Jim yeah, treating it's him that pretty way? Sad. 
All right, so it's the next morning. And the misfits have brought in reinforcements in the form of Eric because they're like, his ass is acting weird. We can't deal with it. You got to deal with it. Come deal with it. And at first, Eric was like, she seems fine. Then Pizzazz kisses him on the cheek and wishes him a good morning. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> what's happened? But he doesn't care because he's there to see Riot. Like nobody cares about anything because Riot. He's like, well, we're here to see Riot. And Pizzazz, not knowing that they left in the middle of the night. I mean, these people, they they have no concept of like how hospitality. Somebody opens up their house to you. Mm -hmm. You just leave in the middle of the night. And trick them and are cruel to them and, yeah. Sociopaths. Yeah. And so, of course, when Pizzazz goes upstairs into their room to find them, nobody's there. They left. And here's what's weird. So Pizzazz is like, oh, my God, they're gone. And she's realizing that they must have left, like, sometime in the middle of the night before she got up. And her first instinct isn't to be like, those terrible people, oh my God. Neither is Eric's first instinct to say, those terrible people, oh my God. His first instinct is to say, we got to do something spectacular to get their attention again. Right. What's going on? Misplaced priorities, once again. I guess. And, and it's weird because both Eric and Pizzazz have them. Like, not just Eric for once, because Eric's terrible. But you know yeah. who doesn't have misplaced priorities? Who? The other misfits. That's true. Because Eric is like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. And Roxy's like, we? Yep. Do you have a mouse in your pocket? No, we're not getting involved <laughs> in any of this. And they're like, we had a talk. And and I love it because this Stormroot, I think, who says this line, she's like, you need to start acting like a misfit or we're done. And I love the way they put that because it's not even just that their friend is acting weird and stupid. She's not acting like a misfit. Right. Totally against the group. Right. This whole time they have been like, a misfit does this and a misfit does that. She's not acting like a misfit. And they're like, you need to start acting like a misfit again. And they're like, otherwise we are through. And they walk out and Pizzazz has a moment where she's like, no, wait, because her only friends are leaving. <laughs> and Eric is like, do you want the misfits or do you want Riot? She pauses and she's like, I want Riot. And Which, I just, ugh. girl. Yeah. Girl, what are you doing? It's no good, whatever it is. Pizzazz needs counseling. I'm pretty sure I've said that before. Pizzazz needs someone she can talk to who can work through things with her. Yeah. And I, I actually have to wonder how much of this really is tied up in her daddy issues. You know, and I, mean, mm. I know that that's like a kind of thing that people throw out. Oh, you have daddy issues. But as we have seen, Pizzazz has legit daddy issues. And I wonder how much of that is this. I mean, Christy Marks did write this episode, so. I was going to say, I don't know. We haven't seen her do this before, but she's been. So really, Riot is the only, any person she has showed romantic interest in who has at least led her to believe they also have interest in her. That is true. Because, yeah, from that first moment, Riot completely flattered her completely was like oh is this your mansion oh it's just so lovely here oh you're so great mm -hmm. and you know like that whole they're they're playing this prank they have her looking ridiculous doing ridiculous things and he's like oh this is very alluring you know and it's it's all this 
really mean, awful prank, but nobody has ever, that we have seen, nobody has ever done anything like that. They've just dismissed her out of hand. So I can see, especially with not having healthy relationships where she might cling to the promise of a romantic relationship. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm trying to work through it as I'm talking, but uh, it's very sad. Yeah, it is. But but that makes a lot of sense because none of, none of the rest of this makes sense. Well, it's the next morning also at Starlight Mansion and the Stingers are coming downstairs to breakfast. And before we get into this, I just want to note that the Stingers have some really amazing clothes. <laughs> you know, aside from like the, the yellow and black things that they were, they've been wearing in the episodes up to this point that are, they're like concert clothes or whatever. They come down just dressed to the nines just to, mm-hmm. for breakfast. <laughs> and I actually really love that about them. But uh, so they're talking about how there was like all this noise that morning and there's like the patter of a hundred feet. And what could that have been? And oh, look, Starlight Girls. So many Starlight Girls. And they just accost them. Like, they can't even get down the stairs before they're accosted by girls. Can we have your autograph? Oh, my God, he's so cute. Move out of my way. I'm like, these children act like they have no home training. Well, they don't. Um, They really (laughs) don't. Yeah. And also, there are only five of them. And Jerrica acts like that's all of the foster children she has. It's all the ones that showed up today. (laughs) The other ones are, are lost. They ran away again, but nobody cared. Or they were killed by his energy's lasers. <laughs> oh, no. Like, where's Deirdre? Where's the other black girl who is at Christie, whose name I've already forgotten? <laughs> That's so sad. Oh, no. And, and when Jerrica introduces them, she only knows three of the five names. That's true. That like... There are only two others. Why are you not saying their names? It's because she doesn't know. She has she no can't idea. She bothered to remember. No. That's that other lady's job, Mrs. Whoever. I've forgotten her name, too. <laughs> but it's her job. Oh, it's so sad. So, yeah, Jerrica rolls in. She's like, girls, girls. But then she doesn't really make them behave. All she does is say, like, you have to excuse them. These are my foster girls. And then she names three. And then they just go back to being like, can we have your autograph? Oh, my God, he's okay. I was like, um, Jerrica, you could say, can you please leave them alone? They just came down to breakfast. You haven't been properly introduced. Right. None of these things. And so the Stingers are not having it because they don't like children, clearly. And Ryan's just like, just keep them out of my way. And everybody looks so upset. But I have to say, in this one instance, I'm on their side. Okay, so I know more backstory about them than the Stingers do. So for me, it just comes down to treating people with decency, even if they're little people. And so just being like, no, this isn't the appropriate time and place for autographs. You know, maybe we can evaluate later. Like, this is a thing. I, well, I, I haven't had children ask me for, for autographs, but I do use that kind of language around children. And they understand that that means not now, go away. There are ways to do it that aren't just a display of awful behavior toward everybody. You know, like everything they do is just arrogant and selfish. That's true. That's true. There could have been better ways to handle that. They chose not to. Yes. 
because they're awful people. They are awful people. Then begins a series of scenes, which are amazing, in which uh, the Stingers are given an opportunity to show more of their sociopathic tendencies. Ashley comes to bring Riot a drink as she trips over something and she spills grape soda all over his jacket. And he gets super angry. He's like, mm. my jacket is rent, rent. But then he just takes off those on the floor. He's like, well, whatever. I'll never wear it again. <laughs> it's a black jacket. It right. doesn't matter what color that, that juice was. It'll, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You can wash that. Mm-hmm. It'll have a little grapey smell. It'll turn into wine. It'll be all right. <laughs> and nope. nope. Right. is not having it right. And, and Aja points all that out. She's like, once we wash it, it'll look new. And he's like, Aja, you don't understand. Oh I'm, I'm perfect. And every item that I own must be perfect. If it even deviates from perfection, I can no longer wear it. Like, that's not exactly what he says, but that's basically the gist that's, of it. Yeah, that's very close, yeah. If it deviates from perfection, it will not touch my golden body. Which is... <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Asha calls him a name and then leaves. And then, as she should. As she should. And then Chrissy is painting and Minx walks in and just picks up her painting. She's like, Ugh, terrible. And she throws it on the floor. Yeah. And Chrissy's yeah. like, oh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was great. And Minx is like, Americans have no talent. Oh, she's Chris. awful. My sister has more talent than this. <laughs> and <laughs> so then, like, I think Shayna comes in and she's like, what? You leave her alone. Or maybe it's Rhea. Leave her alone. She's talent. And she's like, Americans. What do Americans know about talent? And Chrissy runs off crying. Yeah. Awful. Then Rapture, who, this is how you know Rapture's a sociopath, because she hasn't had hardly any interaction with these children, but she somehow sniffs out the weakest, weakest link. She goes and finds Terry, the, the girl from the Halloween episode, who we know is like scared of everything. But how does Rapture know this? Because she's a psychic sociopath. And so she goes to Terry and she's like, full moon is tomorrow. Terry's like, yeah. She's like, at the full moon, I turn into a werewolf and I'm going to eat you. And Terry, being Terry, screams and, and runs. And Shana counters, she's like, what's wrong? She's like, Rapture's going to eat me at the full moon. And what makes it worse is that it's like full moon tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, it's going to be so pretty. And then like the werewolf die. It's just, you're awful. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yep. And, uh. And Shayna, of course, tells Rapture that she's the worst. And Rapture's like, whatever, it's just a game. She don't need to be crying like that. And the holograms then get together and have a conference <laughs> in which they determine that Rapture and Minx are just as bad as Riot. And then Aja, like, she just gets angry. And she's like, I have had enough of this. <laughs> she stomps out to the pool and Aja and Rhea, or uh, Shayna and Rhea follow her. And mm-hmm. she just goes out there and she just tells Riot that he is, wait a minute, let me look it up because I think I wrote it down. So she stops out there with Shayna and Rhea and Aja just goes out there and she's like, you are an egotistical jerk, egotistical snob. And I'm like, oh. And it's what's interesting is that she does not, all of her fucks are gone. Like, yeah. Aja had a field of fucks and they all got taken and she has yep. no fucks left to give. 
and it she's just done. And and it doesn't seem to matter to her that Jerrica is still in negotiations with these people. It doesn't matter to her that they are guests in her house. They have crossed the line. She is done. And so she she calls them egotistical snobs. And Riot is like, well, oh, well, that's how I am. And then they sing a song called Take It or Leave It. Yeah. So before we discuss the song, it's also unusual. Like, Aja speaks her mind. Like, I don't I don't feel like Aja is, you know, the Jim Jerrica, like, people pleaser type person. She's willing to say her piece and then be quiet. But I don't know that we've ever seen her angry in an episode so that was really interesting to watch her get to the point where she was like okay like this is this is the line um and then you know get shoved in or pulled into the pool for it well i like the stingers music yeah this is a great song i mean as much as it's horrible because it's like this is me how i like to be and the way you are is a sociopath, and you can take it or leave it because I'm not changing. Like, that's not really a great sentiment, but this is a great song. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of like, like, the... I'm trying to think. There's one of one of the swimming suits is, like, a bikini, but it's, like, I don't know, like, this... Not asymmetrical, but asymmetrically colored yellow and black bikini, mm-hmm. and it was super cute, even though I don't wear swimsuits. I really liked it. Um, so I liked I liked the outfits. I also really find it interesting that the the video, for the most part, when it's not them out of the pool shoving people into it and whatever, is it shows actually the scenes of the things that just happened, but they're much worse. Mm-hmm. Which I found it's like I don't know why they're much worse, but it's I guess it just sort of goes along with it's made. I guess it's made much worse because they're like, yeah, well, whatever. We're not going to apologize for this. Not only that, but maybe it's even demonstrating that they're kind of reining themselves in a little bit, which is disturbing. Yeah, because Minx, like, in the video, she tears up that little girl's picture and stomps on it. Yeah. (laughs) She's just throwing paint. Well, the video culminates in them pushing all three of the holograms into the pool and then cuts to Jerrica in her office. And Jerrica's like, right why are you acting this way? And I'm like, which way is that, Jerrica? Do you mean, why is he allowing his friends to terrorize your children? Or why is he taking forever to read this contract? Like, I really actually can't tell. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jerrica cares about the children. I don't think she does. Either. I No. I think she pretends to care and uses them as, as an excuse for things. But we... We never see her. They never see her. They never interact. It's a, it's a PR gimmick at this point. Yeah. So, you know, she's she's trying to get him to talk serious business about this offer, right? And he's like, but where's Jem? And she's like, look, Jem uh, is doing something, but she'd really like you to sign with us. And he points out that her offer isn't as generous as Eric's, and of course it wouldn't be. And she's like, but Eric is a crook. And with us, you'll at least get a fair and equitable business relationship. And he's like, whatever. He's like, leave me. I must think. And I'm like, did he just throw her out of her own office? Yes, he did. He did. Because he's a jerk. Oh, my God. So outside of her office, all the holograms are waiting. They're waiting for this update on what's going to happen. Probably because they were all like, as soon as they signed these papers, we put them out the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's why they're all waiting. And they're like, so what's going on? And then Jerrica 
what she says next is like probably one of the more self-aware things that she says, but I don't even think she's being self-aware when she says it. What she says is, I don't understand. When I'm Jem, he's irresistible. But when I'm Jerrica, he's so aloof. I'm like, just think about that a little bit. Right. Are you really thinking about that? Really? And then she says, it's like there's a light inside of him that he could turn on and off at will. Really? <laughs> really? Because he's a sociopath. Right? And, and what's interesting is, is like her saying that, like, yes, that, that is how people who are fake, well, not fake charismatic, but people who use their charisma instead of just having charisma, but people who use their charisma work. They turn it on and off. And yep. it's, it's so weird that Jerrica doesn't even really think about the implications of the fact that Riot acts so differently around her and around Jem. Because, you know, if Jem is the perfect woman, then what is Jerrica? Because Jerrica pretty much has Jem's face, but she doesn't have her pink hair. Is pink hair what makes a woman perfect, Aline? I don't know. I keep wondering... Why these people cannot distinguish between Jim and Jerrica. It's just like I watch, I don't know, like I watch Daredevil on Netflix and I'm like, why, why can't you tell that, that this guy is Daredevil? Like, I don't understand how you're not putting these pieces together. And I think the answer is because the plot dictates it. Like, what is it that blinds people? To this, I, I wonder, it has to be more in the pink hair and the outfits. It has to be. It's something else. Maybe there's something about synergy that electromagnetic waves that make Jim's neuro, that, hmm, that make the neurobiology of the people around Jim more susceptible to enrapturement. Have you been hired to work on the new Star Trek? <laughs> because I feel like you should work on the new Star Trek. Because that was a beautiful moment of hand wavium right there. <laughs> I had to think about it, though. It's like there's got to be. It's neurobiology because of synergy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the only plausible explanation at this point, I think. Right. And, and when synergy is off, it reverses the polarity and just it messes everything up. <laughs> Or Scotty when you need him. Right? So I just it's that was it's such a weird moment where she's just like, she treats me, he treats me differently when I'm Jericho and Jazz. Like, yes, that's the because you're too never mind. So <laughs> they're having this conversation right by the door, but somehow magically they don't think Riot's gonna hear it. But Riot busts out of the room and he's like, Well, I've read your offer. And I've thought about it, and I've decided. And then they hear a noise outside. And it's like, what the heck is that? Ugh. Elephants. So yeah, so it's so Eric has brought a mob to the gates of the Starlight Mansion. And the reason why I call it a mob is because they literally tear the they rip the gates off their hinges. Right. (laughs) Such a weird universe. What is going on? And so they do that and and there's elephants. There's elephants. Tempest, why are there elephants? I don't know. But there are people riding them and there are people tearing the gates off their hinges. And 
Jerrica rightly starts screaming at Eric and tells uh-huh. him that he's trespassing. And Riot's like, no, no, wait. I want to hear what he has to say. And I'm like, not when he just ripped my gate off his hinges, sir. I don't care who you are. That dude has got to go. Yeah. It's not okay. So Eric, of course, is like, Riot, this is the kind of spectacle that I can create for you. And this is, you know, if you sign with me, it'll be this amazing all the time. And of course, Jericho, with her sensibleness, is like, no, Riot, don't believe him. It's just fanfare. And Eric's like, nuh-uh, because I'm also prepared to give you half of my record company. Which is worth nothing. Right, without the stingers. And he's like, well, rename it Stinger's Sound. Like, ugh, well, that's better than Raymond Records, I suppose. It's still not worth anything, though. It's not. But Riot seems to think that this is a generous offer. And then he's like, Jerrica, can you meet this generous offer? Will you give me half of Starlight Music? And I want it to be like, Riot, you haven't been watching this show for very long. not worth anything either well not only that but also everything that jerica has done up until this point is to make sure that nobody gets to take half of starlight music she's not just going to give it to you no matter what's in your pants or on your chest or off your chest as the case may be it's true and then jerica stays there for a minute and kimber's like no jerica don't do it and i was thinking but doesn't kimber only other half of starlight music we've established that yeah that kimber owns half of that company so Jerrica just can't give it away willy-nilly anyway. And then I think it's Rhea who says, we don't want you to, but it's your decision. I'm like, no, it's not. It's really not only her decision. But whatever, it doesn't matter because she's like, no, Riot, I can't give you half my music company. And Eric's like, yes! And Riot and the Misfits run away with them. Oh, well. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it's just all kinds of no. Just- Everything about that was just no. It was so bad. Next, we see Jerrica at Starlight Music being really sad because they didn't sign the Stingers. And Rio is there and he's like, it really meant a lot to you. And she's like, yes, we would have doubled our income. And I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) get another band. And I didn't understand how that math works either. Like, you don't know if it's going to double your income. You don't know what like you have no way of knowing you can you can try to predict and run analyses and stats and that kind of thing, but you don't know. Maybe you would have quadrupled your income. Maybe they're that much better than you are. Maybe it would have been, you know, a 30, 30, a 33% increase. You don't freaking know. I just, hmm. Yeah. I'm better now. <laughs> it's just, it's all full of something. Yeah. It's full of something. Yeah. Anyway. Rio's trying to comfort her. She can't be comforted because she's like, they're the biggest thing. <laughs> I'm like, well, sign five more artists then, okay? How about you do some work over that music company of yours? Whatever. <laughs> but then the phone rings, and it's Riot. And Jericho's like, did you change your mind? And he's already in his new office with his V-shaped desk. Very board. weird desk. And he's like, there's only one person who can change my mind. Jim. Okay. Tell her to meet me at the wind harp. We're going back to this wind harp, all right? And Rio hears, you know, that Jerrica is supposed to send Jem to the wind harp, and he sneaks out the door. Then Jem goes to the wind harp, and (laughs) 
it's it's still a giant harp on the side of a cliff, which we talked about last time. It's not actually how the wind harp looks. But also, it's super windy, right? Because their hair is just whipping everywhere. They're screaming at each other because the wind uh-huh. keeps stealing their voices. That wind harp is really curiously silent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was interesting that they made a choice to like meet on a cliff and actually make it hard to hear the dialogue. <laughs> and right. for a thing called the wind harp not to make any noise in the wind. That wind harp was way too interested in the drama. It was probably it, it, making a lot of noise. And then it's all right. And it was like, oh, wait, weren't they here the other night? Oh, here's the girl. Oh, oh, let's just get quiet here. What's about to happen? Yep. That harp, I think you're right. That harp is like the Enterprise's doors where they <laughs> they sometimes don't open if they know the scene isn't over. <laughs> they know that something dramatic is about to happen. That somebody's going to turn around. <laughs> they don't open. Oh, oh my gosh. Awesome. So, Riot is all like, Jim, give yourself to me completely, and I will sign with Starlight Music and never see Rio again. I'm like, oh, God, that's so gross. Like, can we just talk about for a minute? Like, just the way he puts it, give yourself to me completely. Like, I need to own everything. Yeah. Not okay. Not okay. He's just gross. But that's how he is, right? He's Right. He's super gross. He's problematic because that's the way he thinks about a relationship. Be completely mine. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's like, I, I will be completely yours. Well, will you really? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's room for maybe two of us on this love seat and your ego's taken up at least half the other <laughs> part of it. I'm it's not true. really sure. There's really all that much room for me there. It's true. Not going to just move that ego aside. Not going to happen. So, you know, before Jem even has a chance to answer this ridiculousness, Rio shows up and, of course, like, horns up, right? As immediately the two men are in the rooms. The horns are up. And he's like, you get away from here. You can't interfere. And Riot's like, I'm not here to interfere. Rio says that. And Mm -hmm. they're all screaming because of the wind. And all their hair is whipping around. Actually, the hair whipping around part is actually really cool. It's well animated. It really is. I was shocked. Dramatic hair whipping around. And so Rio says that he's not there to interfere. He's there to say to Jem that if she wants him to leave so that Riot can join Starlight Music, whatever, he'll do it. He'll go away forever if that's what she wants. Has he discussed this with Jericho? <sighs> yeah, he's gross. Yeah. Rio has unredeemed himself. Yeah. I mean, because I had this thought when I was a kid, and I had it again when I, when I watched this episode. I was like, does Rio know at this point that Jem and Jericho are the same person? Because the way that that played out, like, what if she had accepted? What if she'd been like, yes, go away forever. I'm going to be with Riot. What was he going to tell Jerrica? What was he going to tell the other holograms who he grew up with and are like his sisters? Well, he doesn't have that much consideration for other people. I mean, he, I think he's better than Riot, which kind of pains me to say, but he, it's, Rio just says stuff. Like, he doesn't think about consequences. He doesn't think about what's going to happen next. He just says stuff. And then, I guess, expects it all to work out later or hopes it will or doesn't care. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's Rio. And it's interesting that, you know, Rio was about to give us what we always said we wanted was for him to go away. <laughs> but I'm like, at what cost? 
Because if he had left, we would have been left with Riot. Oh, God. I thought you you liked the Chesty Riot. I do like the Chesty Riot, but I like the Chesty Riot in part because he does not succeed. Ah, okay. Okay. Because, you know, he's an insufferable person. He really is. is. And he gets what he wants too much of the time. And I remember thinking this even as a kid, where, like, as a small girl, I was like, oh, Riot, I have my feelings. But I was also like, but he shouldn't win. I was almost angry. Like, there's an episode coming up where you get to see the softer side of Riot, and I was almost angry about it, because I'm like, no, don't humanize him. He's the worst. Spent all these episodes. (laughs) He's the worst. But Rio, we had been so tired of Rio up until this point for days upon days, and now we're just like, no, Rio, wait, don't go. (laughs) Don't leave us with him. There, there could be hope, though. Rio could go away and Jim slash Jerrica could be like, you know what? This guy's kind of kind of a jerk face and I don't want to be with him either. And I'm going to be my own person and figure out what I want. And I really think she needs that. I do, too. But you know, it's never going to happen. Well, uh, OK. So Rio, after making this pronouncement, goes away. And Gemma's like, no, Rio! And the wind is stealing her voice. And Riot grabs her. And I'm like, consent, boundaries. Ah, ah." He grabs her and he's like, no, you don't need anyone. I'm yours, blah, blah, blah. And then he, of course, forces a kiss on her. And Mm -hmm. Gem makes the first intelligent decision of the episode when she smacks the crap out of him. And tells him to leave her alone and runs after Rio. Ugh. <laughs> right? It's like, you know, no. nobody nobody wins in this situation. Jem doesn't win. Jerrica doesn't win. Rio doesn't win. Riot doesn't win. And we definitely don't win. Like, everybody loses in this episode. I detect no lies. None. No lies. Well, Rio drives off while Jem is still screaming after him. And we next see him, and this is so heartbreaking, but he goes to the burnt out husk of the original Starlight House. So sad. And and he pulls a plank off a tree that says Starlight Treehouse, and he's reminiscing about the good old days before everything went to hell. (laughs) And, And he just, he looks so sad. And then Jem is like, Rio! And she runs up and they embrace. And she's crying. She's like, oh, Rio, I don't want you to go. Uh-huh. And you're like, whatever, Jem. <laughs> I'm so done with you at this time. <laughs> yep. But, you know, she at least she even says at this point, I always mess things up or I always do the wrong thing. You know, she admits that. And... And she admits that she just fell for Riot's ridiculous charm, but that she sees that he's terrible. Because when they were up there on that windy cliff, you know, and she was saying, but Eric is going to cheat you, Riot actually revealed that not only is he overly charismatic, whatever, but he's also like an astute, but also shark-like businessman. Yes. (laughs) Because he said, you know, I know exactly what kind of man Eric is. I know that I can't trust him and I don't like him, but I also know how to control men like him and that is what I'm going to do. I'm like, well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And and it showed a level of observation that surprised me. I mean, that's got to be why he went with Eric, right? He knew that he could 
he could manipulate Eric in a way that he couldn't manipulate Jerrica because Jerrica has scruples and a code of conduct. And even though she's not great at saying no, I think she's made it very clear that she's interested in having an ethical business and, you know, using fair business practices and, you know, not bulldozing people and not breaking down their gates. And, you know, we don't know a lot about the stingers so far, but we, I feel like we kind of know that they don't have many scruples. And so it seems like they'd want to go with the person they can manipulate into doing whatever it takes to succeed for whatever definition of success. Yeah. I mean, Eric was clearly desperate. You know, he brought elephants to the door. You don't do that if you are really secure in what you can offer somebody. Mm. And then like offering, offering like one band half of your business, like not even Tommy Matola did that. And but Mariah Carey still got the business anyway. But, <laughs> you know, that wasn't on the table from jump. Right. I will say as an aside, the way to my heart is showing up with my, at my door with baby elephants. All right, that's legit as well. <laughs> Not necessarily full-grown ones, but, you know, like, just a, a, a little, a wee elephant. Please do not look at my address and show up at my door. That was not an invitation. <laughs> it's like, you bring the elephants for lean and the razor-sharp jewelry for me. And <laughs> it'll be a party. And we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so Jim, you know, says that she realizes, you know, what a terrible person Riot is and that she's so sorry and please forgive her. And of course, Rio forgives her because what else is he going to do? I'm still just like, and have we mentioned Jerrica? Have we talked to Jerrica? No, we haven't. Okay, whatever, mm-hmm. moving on. Um, and, and they kiss and it's all fine. Then the Stingers sign their contract and they get the Stinger Sound Record Company and they're super excited. Um, well, Rapture and Minx are very excited. But Riot is looking kind of subdued, and they ask him, well, why aren't you happy? We won. And he's like, I didn't win because Jem has not agreed to be mine, and I will do whatever it takes to ensure that she is mine. Now, meanwhile, he's saying this, and Pizzazz is literally sitting on the arm of his chair. Right. And it, she, she acts like she doesn't even hear it. She didn't but care. I don't know. It's I, yeah. I feel like she should be like, oh, but you have me. But she doesn't. And then uh Eric Raymond says something about how, you know, they need the misfits to to cut an album for money or whatever. And so Riot's like, Pizzazz, will you do something for me? I would like the misfits to cut a record for Stinger's sound as soon as possible. So I was just like, oh, um, the misfits? Yeah, sure. So then she runs off to where the other misfits are, who are sad without pizzazz and saying that none of their music sounds right, which I'm like, why? She didn't play an instrument. All she did was sing. Y'all can sing. Ugh, mm-hmm. whatever. Whatever. Anyway, then <laughs> Rock just like, well, pizzazz is not going to come waltzing through that door. And then she does. And she's like, um... 
do you guys want to be a band again? And they're like, yes. And so they all hug. Nobody talks about the fact that like some terrible, terribleness just went down. Right. They're just all happy to be together again, which I guess is sweet. Yeah. You hope after the cameras stop that they in this reality TV production that I've suddenly come up with sit down and have a talk. And they're like, okay, pizzazz. What happened was not okay. And we need to make sure that it doesn't happen again in the future. So here's what's going to happen. You know, that didn't happen. But in my head canon, they have better communication. Yeah. Like you would you would like to hope that that's what went down. But you're right. It probably didn't. Similarly, Jem and Rio show back up to Starlight House. And they're like, hey, everybody. And all the holograms see them. They're like, oh, you're back together. Oh, well, that's great. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> They also need to have some discussions right. about what just went down. Yeah, what what happened with that that weird dude? And yeah, but they just don't. Like, especially they need to have some discussions about who you invite into the home where you are keeping small children. Yeah, for sure. But they're not going to have that discussion because Jerick is terrible. But it's okay because now everything is better. And now we're going to sing a song together. Yay! It's just called Now. <laughs> and it's our, our first group song with the new group. So it's the Stingers, the Misfits, and Gem and the Holograms singing about how now everything's great. They have the record company. They're back together with their band. They're going to kiss and bake up. Nothing can tear them asunder. And rock and roll is very important. One of the things I said in the last episode is that I like that I like that they brought the stingers in and they have their own distinct sound. And the misfits have their own sound and the holograms have their own sound and they're very distinct from one another. And this song does a really really good way of highlighting that without making it jarring. Like they whoever wrote this did a really really good job of kind of I don't know, incorporating and in, in doing crossovers and, and I don't know, music words that, uh, that I think really, really highlighted how unique each of the three bands is. Yeah, that's one thing I've always liked about the song is the transitions are really good, but they feel really natural, but they also do feel really like this is this band's sound. Right. I could do without some of the imagery, like Jem and Rio feeding each other. It's whatever. <laughs> And also, the the Misfits imagery is really weird because it's like, again, sort of weird for them. Pizzazz is on a beach looking sad. Then she's surrounded by her friends and they hug and traipse down the beach. And I'm like, what? It was very unmisfity. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they did have that heart to heart. That is the end of the episode. Aline, what did what are your final thoughts on all of this? I don't like Riot. I, I, I like I like the Stingers music. I do not like the people in the band. I don't know if I will change my mind, but I feel like I probably won't. Yeah, well, I mean, the setup was for them to be kind of terrible. Yeah, they did it. Yeah. They did it. Good job. <laughs> Even more terrible in some ways than the Misfits, although as of yet, they have not tried to kill any small children. That's true, although the Misfits are very overt uh, because Pizzazz can't hold her temper to save her life whereas i feel like the stingers have the capacity to be insidious um and cruel in a really manipulative way 
Whereas, you know, like pizzazz, you know what her intentions are. Whereas, you know, when you have a, a group of, of three sociopaths who are, who have a common goal, uh, that can be really dangerous in unexpected ways, I think. I agree. I agree. Well, we'll have to see how this plays out. Because actually, I was looking over uh, what's coming up next in season three. And not only are there very few episodes, there are actually only 12, which I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not enough. No, we're running out. That's not enough. Uh, But also, the stingers aren't even in all of them. Yeah, I noticed that as I was kind of flipping through and looking for names to try to, you know, like the little Netflix previews to, to try to figure out how many episodes they were in. It seems like it's maybe only four or five total. Yeah, and it seemed like so much more when I was a kid. Like, I feel like the Stingers just were around for so much longer, perhaps because the Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I, don't I was going to say a little bit of the Stingers goes a long way. It's true, and you just think they just loom all large in your head. You're like, oh, God. Well, yeah. but but all of those episodes are pretty significant. But there are, there are a few other very interesting episodes coming up in this last season as well, and then, and then the last one. But we don't want to think about that right now. No. Nope. Later. Later. This has been the Gemcast, and this has been me talking to Aline Sims of the Less Than or Equal podcast, who is at Aline, A-L-E-E-N, on Twitter, and at relay.fm forward slash L-T-O-E. That's where you can find her podcast. And if you want to see more than just her Twitter or hear more than just her podcast, you can go to aleanmean.com to see all her other stuff um including probably her fan art of riot kissing oh yes gem probably oh so much fan art (laughs) so much gotta love it gotta love him and i am k tempest bradford science fiction writer and also a podcaster my podcast is called the right gear which you can find at www.therightgear.com And that is W-R-I-T-E. And that's where I talk to writers um, about the digital analog tools that we use to write. And you can also find me at Twitter at Tiny Tempest. And you can find me on my website, www.ktempestbradford.com. And that will lead you to all of my various social media-ings. And as far as this podcast goes, you can find... All the older episodes, if you go to hologramradio.org forward slash gemcast, that is also where you can subscribe to us. You can just subscribe via the RSS feed, or you can subscribe to us in iTunes or on Google Play Music. I think that we're also on Stitcher and TuneIn. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Everywhere you want us to be. That's where we are. And so totally subscribe to us. And if you are on iTunes, if you're one of those people who subscribe via iTunes, we would appreciate it if you would drop us a comment and a rating and just tell us that you love us for whatever reason. You can tell us why we're wrong about Riot, how he's actually the perfect man and you're the perfect woman. Mm. <laughs> you're going to be Are together. you encouraging people to write fanfic Maybe. in their iTunes review? Okay. Maybe. Okay. Hey, look, sometimes that's what you got to do. Mm. So yeah, do that. Leave us a comment if you would. Uh, if Also, if you go to the website, to the hologramradio.org, you can also find links to our Patreon. If you want to support us 
and our fabulousness, you can do that. And so next week, uh, we're going to talk about video wars. That is the next episode coming up. And so we will see you then. Until next time, Alina and I want you to listen to our voice. Do as we say and give us a rating. Show's over, Synergy.